Bronk. What up, TB? What do you think my next move should be? I got one word for you. Retirement. Tamp down the stress and amp up the relaxation, baby. Retirement is like winning another championship. Maybe I'll even join you. If you retire now, you're going to be walking on soft sand in a week. On a spotty network, this is what Tom heard. Tamp, Bob, Bay. And win another championship. Tampa Bay? Maybe I'll even join you. If you retire now, you're soft and weak. Go to Tampa Bay and win another championship. Like it's that easy, Kronk. Maybe it is. And my goal is to bring a championship to Tampa Bay. And Gronk's coming with me. Mom! Where are my football pants? Don't trust big decisions to just any network. Go with T-Mobile, the GOAT in 5G. And I'm not soft or weak either. T-Mobile is the leader in 5G. Hi, my name is Jennifer. I'm your neighbor from just down the street. I also ride a motorcycle, so please check twice. Save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. For more information on sharing the road, visit mass.gov slash RMV. Watching someone endure an abusive situation can be difficult under any circumstances. And it is not always clear how best to respond when you see the warning signs of abuse. Your instinct may be to save them from the relationship, but abuse is never that simple. There are many ways that abuse appears and there are many reasons why people stay in an abusive situation. Understanding how power and control operates in the content of abuse and how to shift the power back to those affected by domestic violence is some of the most important ways to support survivors in your life. Hi, I'm Renee Lynn Gonzalez, and those are the words from the National Domestic Violence Hotline website. And as a way to support others, I am a survivor. And a part of that is from the support of others I received. And if you know someone who is in need of help, support them by following those words and start by giving them this info. The National Domestic Violence Hotline. 1-800-779-SAFE. That's 1-800-779-SAFE. Or you can visit the website and chat with a live advocate at www.thehotline.org. Thank you and God bless. This is Deanna Marie and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com. Stained concrete, you're the dead MC Flying at my feet, you took a 9mm rhyme straight to your mind Damn, I better split, this is my time So I make my way up the block Get the whole base and lock that uh. up Crack the cavassier and grab the phone Call one of my troops up Hope the soldier to me says Yo, what's up, what's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on Go, uh. you grow up in the... These lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit and then boom, came a noise from the other room. It was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew. They got us locked up for lyrical murder. It's one of them charges that you never heard of. It's the booth, the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, it's the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid? Huh, don't even try this. Back the uh. up, think again, count to ten. You want to grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. Was he African? African. African. No. He was American and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just Wait, like okay. you. Jew. Okay. 
It's an odd crime for a Jew to yeah, commit. Yeah, they're pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no, that's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cop. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. All right, your boy Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth. And if you look over to my left, I've already got my special guest host on with me tonight. But first of all, i got to thank uh, Raynaud Fitz last week from True Soul Food, Coach Bree Nichols, who met up with me at Prova's return last week. And also Greg Fernandez, Rose Conservatory, was also at Prova last week, so they were able to get some sound bites from those two. So I got to thank all three of them for coming on. As I said, I've already got my special guest host for this week on with me. To the left, you see Matt Cameron of Maddie C's Sports for you and me. He's been holding it down, but he's on here tonight so he can come on and promote this Epilepsy Foundation of New England fundraiser that he's got going on. He's got a lot of uh, items that are going to be up for auction, up for grab. And I'm going to let Maddie get right in here and going to discuss this real quick before I get into my sponsors so we can get this importance out there of what he's got going on. And, you know, I'm very proud of this guy. He started his podcast under covid and, you know, a lot of people jumped on podcasting under COVID. And one of the things I told Maddie is, I said, the success of your podcast is going to be that you stayed with it. Because a lot of people started podcasting and then realized how much work it was. And they're all a lot of them are all starting to drop off. Maddie's still staying with it. He's now linked up with a cause. And I'm, I'm going to let you explain that right now. Well, thanks, Keith, again, for having me on the show, bro. So uh, basically, this Epilepsy Foundation New England was all started off from an idea way back in the day before the social media and all that with my brother who had LGS, which is Lennox Gastaut syndrome, a severe form of epilepsy. And this organization has been in for a long time. So I thought I'd give back to the communities of, you know, starting parents and, you know, um, different families that have gone through this type of thing. And it's very tough in a family. I've, I've had it for 33 or 32 years of my life, but longer for my parents. But uh, this fundraiser is basically for, you know, to give back to that organization. They do walks and stuff like that. And I've um, worked a lot with these people. So um, raffling off or donating different things around New England, you know, I got David Ortiz to sign things. I got Andy Moog. I got Sean mm. Thornton, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce with Antoine Walker on one thing, eight by 10, um, two jerseys, uh, JC Jackson from the <coughs> Patriots, um, scary Terry autograph, uh, you name it. We got it. A uh, couple of really good people. Shout out to Semper Savage. Uh, they sent out a nice, uh, grilling kit with their, nice. uh, different salad dressings and sauces and, uh, apron and shirts for nice. small to XL. Uh, also our, our co, um, podcaster oscar mike radio travis he donated a lot of things uh cups uh and his stuff and i i can't thank him enough you know we're a family and you know it proves it right here so um you can check that out on facebook um it's basically uh new uh epilepsy foundation new england fundraiser so check it all out um the rules are there uh, from different ticket prices. And if you don't want to pay that much, um, you obviously can donate through that. My Venmo, Venmo information is there. So um, a lot of props to everybody who's helped out. And and thank, Keith, thank you, Keith, for uh, having me on the show to promote it even more. And um, we extended the date to July 30th due to um, having more people try to get onto this. So um Nice. Thanks again, Keith, and let's keep this sports going. Let's get this news going. That's a good, that's as, a good problem to have, man. That's a good problem to have yeah. when you have to extend the date because people are giving you so much stuff. I applaud that. You know, and the, the other thing is, you know, in the famous words, as you said, like I wouldn't have done this long without you guys, you, Travis, and the whole crew, even V. Marie, you know. And uh, the thing is that I'm proud to be part of this crew, and probably will never leave. And, uh, <laughs> and you got, in the you're... in the 
in the famous words of DMX, the late DMX, we right here. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you actually get an interview with Vianna Marie tomorrow. It's scheduled for tomorrow night, I believe, uh, that will be appearing on your show. So, people, you don't want to miss this. Um, this is a guy. He's had a lot of great guests on his show, and he's got a lot of stuff coming up. And tonight, I got him on with me to hold down some of these topics that we're going to talk about. And uh, Maddie, real quick, mention your. Um, your website and stuff and Instagram, how they can follow your show. You mentioned all the stuff for epilepsy, but your show. Oh, oh obviously, yes. <laughs> so we're going big now. So um, me and you in agreement when we're switching our shows up with YouTube because of different reasons. And uh, just Maddie C Sports for you and me, YouTube. Um, I'm all over that. Uh, promoted through Instagram, Maddie C23 or... Um, Maddie C Sports for you and me, you'll find it there. Uh, Twitter, uh, I believe it's mcameron23. And what else? Um, basically, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I'm slanging it out. And then all my other people, uh, great guests on my shows, they usually post stuff, such as Keith here. So mm-hmm. check out the booth. And we're on the booth, so it don't matter. You're checking it out right now. And you got you got your you got you got Marcel shows tonight, right? That debuts yes, at eight thirty yes, tonight. Yes, actually, yes, yes. Marcel Smith, he's been on Keith's show, he's been on my show already, and then we formed a good friendship so far. Um, the first episode was about boxing and basketball. This one, I call it the Miami edition because he went to actually see Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight. Yeah. And he was he was doing some good stuff over there, and I was jealous. He also showed me off topic with the uh, Wynwood area north of Miami, um, which oh, all yeah. Edie town. It was beautiful. So all the murals and uh, stuff of Doom, MF Doom, and stuff down MF there. MF Doom, yep, yep. He was telling me all about him. Been listening to him now. So uh, yeah, Marcel and me. Our interview is um, tonight at eight. Check it out after this. Um, again, on Maddie C Sports for you and me, YouTube. And Maddie had mentioned earlier he was talking about the, the move to YouTube, and I'm just going to let everybody know if you're watching us on Facebook now and you're and you're typing, it does come up in the chat on my screen every now and then. But the the whole thing is is you know YouTube is monetizing videos, and as we get more subscribers and our analytics get stronger. <laughs> You know, we want to capitalize on that monetization for the Hoobazoo Network and all the shows that are under that Hoobazoo and Sinister One Productions umbrella. Um, so it was it was just a, a business move to get from Facebook. And we thank everybody who's watched this on Facebook. The thing is, is even though we've got a ton of great analytics on Facebook and things that we're doing on analytics, the numbers are good. Facebook doesn't really pay you monetization for any type of shows on there. So we just, you know, we, we made the business decision to get our shows popping on YouTube. We've been on YouTube. My show's been on YouTube. We just wasn't pushing it and making that the forefront. We, you know, I was pushing the Facebook. So I want to thank everybody who supports us on Facebook. But right now, we're we're going strong on YouTube. I'm already seeing, look, we're, we're like one month into this move to YouTube. And um, I'm seeing people, consistent people in the chat Every week, Lisa Baxter, I want to thank you for tuning in. I see Jake Sykes on there. Thank you for tuning in. So it, it's working, and we're just going to build it up as best we can. On my sponsors, as you see down below, Michael Douglas, Beretto, MDB Electronics. If you get a broken Xbox controller, this is the guy you ship it out to. As you can see there, he has you back to gaming within 24 to 48 hours. He doesn't break the pockets. It's like 20 bucks, 24 bucks, depending on what type of control you have. Um, but you're back to gaming, and it's a lifetime guarantee. So if he fixes it um, and it drifts or does something again, you send it out to him, he'll replace it or fix it for free. Um, the only time I've really had to pay for something is if you break that control board, that board with all the circuitry. If you break that, he, you know, he's going to charge you the price of a new controller because that's that's excessive damage. And I completely understand that. But he's he's been the greatest. So if you want to get a controller checked out, fix, that's the guy to hit up. RebelRom.com, that's my cousin's clothing line. Reach out to her. Check her clothing items out. Buy a purchase. Tell her you saw it here on the booth from Sinister One. Also, Tactical Target Systems, Don Robinson. If you guys see me on Father's Day, I went down to the range, spent some time down the range and blow off some steam. I had my tactical target system, zombie targets with me. Um, and it's funny because every time I go and hang my target and then send it down the range so I can shoot at it, 
you know, you have all these other guys and people who are at the range with their splatter targets and things of that sort on the paper, and then they see the zombie target, and they always come over and say, hey, <laughs> where'd you get the zombie targets? And everybody, it, you know, it's a nice conversation piece. So thank you, Don, for hooking me up for some great targets and some great talking items at the range. Viana Marie, as I said, she'll be interviewing with Maddie C. tomorrow night on his show, and that show will air at a later date. But you want to make sure you check out her new music. Um, it's coming. It's coming in August. If you watch the Facebook Live of her performing um, this past Saturday night with BBM, Bad Bitch Mob, um, they debuted one of the singles off her new projects, Hashtag Sexy Hips. So if you want to check that out, you can check out that new single, get a glimpse of that song. Um, it was kind of a surprise. The girls got together and decided that they wanted to do it live since they were all in one place, and they performed it live. So I want to go and check that out. Getting into the news booth, first story news booth, Springfield Police Department's in the news for changing policies, but yet there's still a debate to the policies that have been changed. So um, there's a video circulating um, the Springfield police had a gentleman who was running the streets. He had a, a nine millimeter gun, handgun. Um, at one time they thought he may have ran out of bullets, um, but they saw a clip in his pants. So they didn't want to rush him instead of shooting this gentleman. Like we've seen time and time over again. Um, they let him think he got away and think he escaped. And then they were able to apprehend him and bring him in. That was in Springfield. Now in West Springfield, um, they've posted their statistics and when they have calls for people with mental health disabilities and things of that sort, um, this is one of the things that we've been debating in America right now is this whole word defunding. And, you know, you've got a lot of people when they say defund the police, you've got some people out there who spread the rumors and the, and the word, like this is a bad thing. Like this is the RoboCop mentality and they want to use scare tactics. No, defunding means we're going to look at the funding that the police get and see if we can better suit that funds to put elsewhere to maybe have a better response to what needs to be done. West Springfield and Springfield are doing the right things right now. They're doing a lot of things that have already proven to save lives. Um, what West Springfield did is something that a lot of police stations have actually been asking for, and that was to put a mental health clinician on staff to go to calls when you have a mental health situation. Because most of the time when cops respond to a mental health situation, to be honest, they're really not equipped to deal with the situation. And then if it turns physical, 90% of the time it goes bad and then you have this whole debate and people end up dead for no reason. And then you know you got a cop that feels bad, but this is what usually happens. So since they've added this mental health clinician, uh, West Springfield has seen a decline in physical altercations with policemen and um, people who they are trying to apprehend, um, they've seen a lot of violence go down on domestic calls because they have this mental health clinician person on call. And, you know, Maddie, you know, how do you feel about that? Because you talk about mental health. You and Kevin Jeffries both talk about the struggle of mental health on your shows. Um, you had a, an interview with a, a, a professional hockey player whose life was turned upside down for, you know, mental health issues and depression. How do you feel about the fact that they've taken this funding and now moved it to a mental health clinician who now gets that call to go with these cops on the 911 call to de-escalate the situation and get that person the medical treatment that they need? You know, I'm a, I'm a big mental health enthusiast. You know that, like, as you said, um, you know, with with people I know, I know a ton of them. And I think that's a great idea by West Springfield Police Department for standing up and, you know, using their funds for something like that because um it is true i mean we've seen all the everybody's seen the youtube videos with you know um at the end of the fact you know when a cop pulls over somebody or you know when a guy's on the street like you know kind of he may be yelling or he may be out of cohorts he doesn't know what's going on mm -hmm. so they think he's on drugs like you know who knows but you know they ended up they end up beating him and then you find out at the end this guy had mental health. He sued for this much. Well, this could be avoided if, you know, we have the proper training for officers or like you said, the clinician, the, the thing with the, the tough thing with that Keith is that the clinicians, you know, you don't know if they can have them 
on a day shift and a night shift. You don't know if you can right. actually actually do that because they're de- the mental health clinicians are you know obviously busy in the hospitals. They're trying to evaluate if they can if they have to stay there or not, and that's a tough thing for them to do. And then do it in a in in that situation a very timid situation at a, at a domestic call or any call but well, West, West, i do agree with it west springfield is handling as an as an on-call so i wonder i would like you know i might even work on trying to maybe get somebody on from the west springfield police department to see how they do it because it in the story it said that that per that, those people are on call so i wonder if it's like the tow list you know how you have the tow list the tow companies who they go down the list and call each person on call for each shift and then they go and do the, the tow I wonder if maybe they have like so many mental health clinicians in that area on like a call list and then they go down that list and call whoever can make that call. That's the one they go in and then they get paid at a later date and time or whatever. It I, It's interesting because I, I, w- I would like to see how that works and how right. it's done yeah. because you have yeah. to have somebody that's on call that can be there when that call comes in. And I think that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. So. I know there's a lot of people. I know I just went back and forth with uh, Ray Hennison, who was saying that he doesn't support anybody who supports defunding the police. And everybody has their own opinion. My my opinion is is it's not this scary thing as everybody says it is. Um, I share the link with 12 cities and towns. One of those is a Republican, hardcore Republican county in Texas that defunded and put monies elsewhere. And they're seeing the success of doing as such um, to the point where, you know, they're applauding something that they thought was going to be an utter and complete failure. Every city and town is different. Brockton, we've been underfunded for a long time, and there's a lot of things that play into funding for police departments. One of the things I tell everybody is when they cry and squawk about funding and money for schools and police, I tell them, well, did you fill out your census report? And 90% of the people I ask that question to, they tell me no. And I'm like, really? Then you can't complain. And then they say, well, why? It's just a census. I'm like, well, you do realize the census sets up the actual statistic data for per capita. So if you're not filling out the census, you're not being counted. So when the cities and towns provide, when the taxes come and they provide funding for the cities and towns, they say, well, your per capita is 3.4 million people because 3.4 million people in the city filled out the census. But you've got 2 million, 2 more million that, you know, that didn't fill it out and that they're not, they're not going to give you that money because the people aren't showing up that this actually happened here in Brockton. Brockton had an issue where the school year came and they didn't have enough teachers and people were ragging and complaining saying, how does this happen? It was like, well, you know, the census that was handed in that showed the residents in this city said that we had this many kids for the upcoming school year. And then they had an extra like, 9,000 kids show up to be registered for Brockton schools. And it's like, well, we're under budget and understaffed immediately because those numbers weren't, you know, supplied to us after the census count. So it's a big deal. And I think people need to pay attention to how this whole thing works. But but I'm going to applaud it. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Moving on in the news booth. This is a big one. And I don't know if you heard this one, Matt. But Amtrak is relaunching... An old USA rail pass is what they call. Now, this is a ticket. It was for 500 bucks, And you could travel anywhere in the country for 30 days. So, it would be... You'd have, you'd have so many trips that you could do. Um, each trip counts as one trip. So, you kind of burn it up quick. But the thing is, is that the mileage of the trip, it doesn't matter. So, I could get on a train at South Station and go all the way to the West Coast and see the country like I've never seen it before from the rails. And it and and I can go anywhere I want in thirty days for the two the two it's dropped down now to two ninety nine. And I'll I'll tell you one of the things that I've always wanted to do on the bucket list is to go cross country in a train through the mountains and you know the upper north area to the west coast and see this country the way that not many people get to see it. And that's through the rails. Um Two ninety nine, you're talking, you know, if you, if you if it's just you and a wife or you and a girlfriend, that's that's friggin' six hundred bucks. If it's you and your wife and your kid, still that's that's a drop in the bucket to see the the country like you've never seen it before, Matt. You know, I mean, is that something you would possibly think about? Maybe saying to the wife, hey, you know something? This is something we've never done. Your food and everything's provided on the train. You'll stop in all these different locations and. I think it's awesome. Well, 
Well, two things. One, I've done a train ride um, all the way to Philadelphia, and Connecticut's a tough one to get through. But other than that, a train ride is pretty good. Um, New York City uh, is pretty nice. You can see all you can see all different landscapes of the United States. I'm sure. Um, at this moment, I probably wouldn't. I got a young daughter, but that's a whole different story. But um, yeah, at some point, I would love. I would be willing to do that you know that that is a once in a lifetime opportunity that nobody can ever have for a really good price yeah 299 um, is crazy (laughs) and i i agree with it i think it's a good idea because i i think um i don't know i just think that there should be uh an incentive for a family of a couple to come out and go okay like let's go out of the blue let's go all the way to say california and do it like that and then you see the grand canyon you see all these mountains and stuff like that'd be unbelievable they have they have a rail train that does i think it runs parallel with that route 66 uh auto run i think that would be great too i see viana marie in the chat she said i think it should be a no-brainer to spend money to have oh she's going back to the last topic to spend money to have a mental health clinician on hand for this issue the cost of prevention will greatly outweigh the cost of being sued like you said maddie you know you save a life you don't end up with the lawsuits yep you don't end up with the lawsuits just just like we just seen here with this gentleman with the gun in the streets of springfield we don't know the backline story why this guy had a gun and was running the streets we don't know we always assume that somebody's a bad guy but we also don't know you know one of the things that i've heard from cops and police officers is that you know suicide by cop is a real issue Suicide by mm-hmm. cop, for those who don't know what suicide cop is, this is somebody who ends up getting so depressed that they can't commit suicide. So what the next? what's the next step? Well, if you can't jump in front of a train or if you can't jump in front of a moving bus or if you can't, the next thing you decide to do, and this is a real thing, people, look it up, suicide by cop. And what that is is that someone just, they're at the end of their rope and then they go and do something and put themselves in a situation where they know a police officer is going to shoot and kill them. It sounds crazy, but it's a true thing, and a lot of cops have told stories about it. And it's it's scary, and it's just another side of depression that nobody really wants to talk about. And I hate to say it. Uh, look it up, Google it, check it out. It's, it's scary. It's sad. And the thing is, is we never know in the press what could be a suicide by cop situation. We, we'll never know because that stuff will always be kept, you know, behind the scenes, I think, so... It, it's pretty tough. Um, but moving on um, into the legal booth, judge rules that there's not enough evidence to charge President Trump and Barr over the protesters' removal of Lafayette Place. I'm really not going to get into this because I've got Ken and R Squid coming on the show in two weeks. And what I'm doing is, is I'm saving up all of these stories with President Trump, the legal stories and things of that such. That's coming up, and we're going to break this all down. I got to hear what they have to say on this one. I feel like a lot of these little knick-knack charges they're throwing out because they're trying to get make sure they get Trump on the big stuff that's coming, the big stuff, the insurrection, all that other stuff, the diversion of funds from his campaign to his you know private businesses. The, the big stuff is the stuff they want him on. This little stuff... I think they're just throwing it out, and they want to get them on the big stuff. So we'll see. I got some people on Facebook uh, chatting with us. It's popping up. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Uh, you want to add anything to that one in the legal booth, Maddie? No. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Because you and Matt, and Matt said this before. He's not a political guy. He doesn't like to talk really talk politics, and I respect him for that. I just I just like it. I think it's a good it's a good laugh <laughs> to ask him. But he sticks by his guns, and I and I love it because you know why? Because Maddie's a guy that sticks to his guns. And there was a lot of people in the last four years that never talked politics before, and it drove me up a wall that all of a sudden everybody thought they was a political analyst and never talked politics for years. Yet they're on social media with this and that. And it, it was like, dude, you never even talk close friends, close personal friends who I would, and they would say shit. And then all of a sudden they're political analysts, you know, they're looking for jobs on CNN. So whatever. Um, entertainment booth, Jeopardy fans. If you watch Jeopardy, I've been a fan of Jeopardy. Um, Alex Trebek had passed away. And what Jeopardy has been doing for this season, they've got celebrities trying out to replace Alex Trebek. And right now, the highest ratings of all for the fill-in for Alex Trebek to take that spot is Ken Jennings. If you're not familiar with Ken Jennings, 
That's the guy who went Michael Jordan on Jeopardy, pretty much. That's the easiest way to explain it. He's the guy that went Michael Jordan style on Jeopardy. He won the most shows. He won the most money. He's at that top of the list, and he's now number one in the ratings to become the host of Jeopardy. Mayim Balik, who you guys know, was on a couple of sitcoms, and you know she's real famous because she's very smart. She's a smart girl, but she's been ranked the lowest ratings of all time. Now, they've got like five people left, and my money is on someone that hasn't done, done it yet, but LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow has always wanted to do Jeopardy for years. It's This is no secret. I have a feeling that LeVar Burton is going to be the threat to Ken Jennings, but I still think Ken, Ken Jennings earned that throne, and I think Ken Jennings will take that throne. The other surprise is in the top three, Aaron Rodgers scored highly well. I was well. just going to say. Yeah, he's, say. He, dude, he's number three. To host the sh- to become the host of the show, that surprises the, sh- the hell out of me. That's final answer in Jeopardy. Yes, yes. <laughs> when he got trolled, that was awesome. <laughs> yep, we showed that clip on this show when the contestant didn't have the answer for Final Jeopardy. So he wrote in there, um, "Who asked? Who who went? Whose idea was it to go for the field goal?" <laughs> the, you got to look it up. Aaron Rodgers' face and answer is priceless. And he, you know what? He kept it real. Um, John C. Williams said, never thought of LeVar Burton. Yeah, LeVar Burton is about to be that guy. Um, we're going to see what's going to happen. He's, he's He's been a big fan of Jeopardy. LeVar Burton's a smart dude. He's a real smart guy. And Here's um, another one, Keith. What do you think of Ben Stein? Ben Stein. He was on a ben game Steiner. show for years. Yep. Yep. No, but do you think he, he tries and joins in on that? He's a pretty yeah. intelligent guy, too. Yep. Yeah, he could be. There's a there's a lot of I think there's like eight people left and LeVar Burton is the, the name that, that really Oh, here's a guy that's that's trying out. He's gonna be the last one to try out, and I hope he fails miserably because I can't stand his ass. Joe Buck, Fox announcer oh, for NFL God, MLB. Joe Buck is gonna be the last guy to try out to host Jeopardy. I can't stand this Red Sox hating son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, well you, you I hate you Joe Buck loud and clear. <laughs> I think oh, every, ruined. Dude, I think everybody in Boston can't stand Joe Buck. If you watch the Red Sox game on Fox and Joe Buck is calling that game, you, you want to kick your foot through the TV. He is such a Red Sox hater, Joe Buck. And then when he was on with, oh, my God, when he was on with, on football, he is just the most annoying football announcer in the history of football. <laughs> makes tony romo look like god oh see i like tony romo man no i do too but i'm just saying like joe buck is like just so garbage man it's like max kellerman talking about oh this might be political it's like Ma- max kellerman talking about different sports with Stephen a hey right. Stephen a is a very, very intelligent sports guy but max kellerman please go back to boxing that's your stuff just go back <laughs> Like that's all I gotta say about that. Stephen A. Smith, great, great, uh, intelligent mind of sports. Even sports he doesn't even really know too much about. He learns it quick. Max, Max had to deliver a public apology to Tom Brady because remember he went and had went in that whole rant about Tom Brady's career was over and you'll never see him win another Super Bowl. And Tom came back and won, <laughs> won with Tampa Bay, <laughs> and he had to issue a huge apology. Everybody was waiting for him to issue, and he did. I give, I give Max Kellerman credit. He issued his apology, and um, I'm happy for him. John C. Williams in the chat. Good guy. He does a lot of stuff for the city of Brockton behind the scenes. John C. Williams is in the chat. What's going on? He said, especially a Boston-New York game. Yeah, I know. I hate watching. If the Yankees and Red Sox are playing, I can't stand Joe Buck. Can't I can't stand him. So, guys, keep an eye on that because um, LeVar Burton is coming up, um, I think, in like three or four weeks. So you want to tune in, give him some support, and see what's going on. And um, I think that will be where we'll be on that one. Um, got a couple of trailers for you guys right now, real quick. And then uh, let's see here what we got. Boom. Got Snake Eyes. The second trailer was dropped 
for Snake Eyes, and the trailer for Suicide Squad was dropped. So what we're going to do here, we're going to take a quick break. Going to let you guys see these trailers. You guys, hey, while you're watching the trailer, drop in the chat what your thoughts are on this trailer, because this trailer here shows a lot more. This is Snake Eyes. If you guys don't know who Snake Eyes is, Snake Eyes is the character from the G.I. Joe comic book, G.I. Joe Toys. Um, he's the ninja who ends up his his sensei is killed, and he vows this this vow of silence and he wears a mask and he decides he's not going to talk anymore uh because his i don't want to ruin the plot i know the plot because i read the comic book and watched the cartoon so i don't want to ruin it but this is the new trailer for snake eyes and then after that i'm going to get right into the trailer for suicide squad 2 peep this trailer for that too so here we go here's snake eyes right here you're watching the booth Betrayed our trust. Do it. You saved my life. We are going home. I don't have a home. Not yours. Mine. I can't change your past. I offer you a purpose. For 600 years, our ninja have brought peace to the world. I believe in you. Alright, what do I have to do? I gotta get in my zone now! The three challenges of the warrior. Challenges in the lockdown? If you survive, you will gain access to our knowledge and our power. Cobra is coming. What's Cobra? A shadow organization devoted to global revolution. I've been following you for some time. Do I know you? I know you, Snake Eyes. Join us. This is your destiny. Robert Dubois. He's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. My court date is coming up. And Miss Waller said maybe you could help me out. You're switching in my door! Everyone stand down. Miss Waller, I don't... Stand down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures if this mission went more important than you could possibly imagine. Are you in or out? Good. Let's meet your team. It's okay, I'm not okay. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. I need to feel the raindrops on my head. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Had to go number two. Good to know. Is this thing a dog? A dog? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I'm gonna go with Afghan Hound. Oh my god, is it a werewolf? Yo, they stop me into a werewolf! Yo, let me out! Yeah, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but, you know. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish? This is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. No. All right. Let's get it. 
Well, that's kind of our thing. I'm a superhero! That's my dad. I'm gonna get you out of here alive. I'm going to get you out of here alive. Ratatouille, what do you got? Bird. <laughs> now, now, it. Stay off the comp. August 6th, HBO Max and in theaters. Um, Suicide Squad 2. And then I showed you guys the trailer for G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes. Two action-packed movies. Uh, All-star studded cast. I'm going to go see Suicide Squad, despite the controversy about the fact that they hired James Gunn as director, who was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy for his issues, um, that only a couple of people backed him, but, you know, the cancel culture came for him, and they fired him, and DC picked James Gunn up for their film to try to compete with Marvel. Suicide Squad, the first movie, was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but it was good. It was enjoyable. This one here looks a little bit to be a little bit better than the first film. Um, the, the cast is great. You were able, Maddie was able to watch the trailer. What are your thoughts on both of those trailers? Oh, when me and you were talking, that uh, in the uh, first trailer, we were talking about that lady just being some tough chick right there. Oh, like, yeah. Somebody saying, oh, oh, what are you going to do? I'll be like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, what am I supposed to do? I'll go with what you're saying. <laughs> so what we're talking about in the trailer for for um, Suicide Squad, the black woman who hires Suicide Squad and sends them on their missions. I always forget this actress's name, but she is a, a serious actress. Uh, everything I see her in, she effing nails it. Effing nails it. I'm sure Viana Marie knows who she is. Um, Viana Marie will probably put it up in the chat within the next five, four, three, two, one, <laughs> uh, as to who she is and what she's been in. She's been in, she's been in a ton of movies. She's been in a ton of TV shows. Uh, she kicks ass in Suicide Squad. And if you watched that first trailer with Snake Eyes, you saw some other G.I. Joe characters in there. The redheaded girl, that would be Scarlet. The black-haired girl would be Baroness. Uh, the ninja in the white suit would be Storm Shadow, as I mentioned. I don't want to ruin anything between anybody about that one. And you do see some of Cobra uh, coming into the fold. The question is, is who are we going to see from Cobra? Are we going to see Destro? Are we going to see Cobra Commander? Are we going to see any of the people that we know from Cobra um, from G.I. Joe? So it's going to be real interesting to see. You know, I love seeing my childhood on the big screen. So <laughs> anybody out there, if you're a big G.I. Joe fan, drop it in there. Maddie, guess who's in the chat, man? Marcel. Marcel Smith. <laughs> Marcel Miami, Marcel Miami Smith. What's good, bro? <laughs> He's in the chat. Thank you for tuning in. Wow, we got a lot of people in this. No, YouTube is popping for us. We are, we are. Viola <laughs> Davis. Thank you, Vianna Marie. I knew it. Viola Davis. Yep, that's exactly who it is. She is a great actress. She, hands down, she kills it every time. Anything that I've seen her in, she kills it. Absolutely kills it. Um, Moving into the sports booth, which is why I got Maddie on here today. So we got heavy, heavy sports stuff to talk about here uh, right now. Uh, first of all, we've got this story here. <laughs> oh, in regards to World Series MVP, Ben Zobris. Ben Zobris was a catcher for the Chicago Cubs. They won the World Series. He was the MVP. Um, ben and his wife were having issues in their marriage. And, you know, they're church-going people, and they feel like any other church-going marriage family would do. Let's go to our pastor. Let's get some advice from the pastor and see what he has to say. Well, guess what happens here? And this is a topic that's going to be coming up in the podcast I'm involved with. Uh, ben Zobris' pastor tells him to the two of them need to take some time from each other and and figure themselves out and do this and do that come to find out while they were taking their time that the pastor told them to the pastor turned around started a friggin affair with his wife and was banging his wife 
after giving them the church advice. So now Ben is suing this pastor for defrauding the church, defrauding the religion, and ruining his marriage. What kind of effing sleazebag pastor? Look, I feel like there's more pastors like this in in the church industry than there are good pastors. I feel like this is a known thing. This is this is a bad thing. And here it is. You, you're, you're trying to live your life under religion. And I know Viana Marie. She's gonna probably pop in the chat and say, "This is why I don't. This is why I don't f with religion." It's all hypocrisy and lies. A lot of it's hypocrisy and lies. Look, she's already posted. Vianne Marie already said, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sad. You go to your pastor and he gives you advice. And then turns around and bangs your wife while you guys are taking your time apart. If this was the hood, they're coming for you. That's a clap back. <laughs> your thoughts, man? Sports star, living your life, you think you can trust. You know how it is with some of these these sports guys who come from uh, those Bible Belt, Catholic, deep Catholic Bible Belt communities, these guys, you know. And this happens. What are your thoughts, man? So first of all, I'm laughing. I was laughing before you were, you were still talking about it. I was still laughing because I knew the story before you even, <laughs> you even put it on there. So my question is, you're both in Chicago, right? So... Did this pastor talk to Jay Cutler's wife oh! when when she was doing it too? Was she at the same same church? You know what I mean? Like, oh my God! But I feel bad for for Ben, but you know that that's that's just wrong. And for for that guy to be that pastor to just give you soul advice and try to do something like that, that's just that's just sac. First of all, it's sacrilegious. <laughs> And then, you know, this guy just totally ruins a marriage because of that. Have fun. You can deal with the guy in the parish, but I'm going to go play baseball and find some other chick. I mean, it's sad, but it's 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 wrong. And I think you got to hold the wife accountable, too, though. Absolutely. You're supposed to be working on your marriage and you're and you're and you're banging the pastor. You know, she's exactly. She's going to have some fault in this, too. Is it is it to the point where athletes need to sign prenups now? They should in be in case some Hell of this yeah. stuff they is happening. Be. You know what I mean? They yeah. should be. You, a... you just we just saw here Tristan Thompson got dumped. She's she's tied oh, up the friggin' Jesus. Tristan How Thompson the Celtics. Yep, she he got How dumped. And here's the thing about Tristan Thompson: he gets dumped by Ka- the you know Chloe Kardashian because he's cheating again, and you know. He turns around and he's at some strip club in somewhere, I guess in Boston somewhere, and walks in and he's like, yeah, I'm single. And he's celebrating. Like, okay, that's your mentality, bro. Like, you're an idiot. You know, this is this is exactly, I don't know. I just I just can't get it. This is just sheer craziness. It, 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 there's not a lot of good strip clubs. So you're either in the combat zone or you're somewhere else. <laughs> right, right, so. right. Uh, moving on in the sports booth, we're at 753. Quarterback Eli Manning has returned to the Giants in a executive professional position with the team. Uh, he's going to be securing a lot of things behind the scenes for the Giants, um, which will make him a lifelong employee of the Giants. I think this is great. I love seeing when players get hired by the front office um, and can finish out their lives and their careers working for the team and being a face for the team. Eli Manning, I- I've said this before and I'll say this again, when Eli Manning beat the Patriots in that undefeated season there, um, Eli Manning was on the verge of being cut and traded away. The coach was on the verge of being fired. And then the Giants come in here week 17 and play their asses off. And we realized that this kid turned the corner, you know, in week 17. And everybody was like, if they make it to the Patriots, I was worried. I was like, this is, if they make it to the Patriots, this is full circle. This is like what the Patriots did to the Rams, where the Patriots took the Rams to overtime. And then the Patriots met up with the Rams in the Super Bowl and the the Patriots upset the friggin' Rams in the Super Bowl. This was this was full this was coming full circle. Eli Manning and them, they said, you know what, we're not gonna give the Patriots the easy sixteen and zero. We're gonna make them earn that sixteen and zero, and they did. And then they turned around and they beat the Patriots in the championship game that year, um, to kind of put that lackluster sixteen and zero in your pocket. So I like it. What do you think about players being lifetime employees of a team? You know, we got like a Julian Edelman. He played his entire career with the Patriots. There's a good chance that Julian Edelman might be that type of guy 
to work in the front office. He's got the look. He's funny. He's charismatic. He could bring a lot of stuff to this team if he works for the front office. Well, I want to say congratulations to Eli Manning for being uh, hired as the new food and beverage director. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> wow! <laughs> but, again, like you said, Keith, uh, all, all jokes aside, uh, he, he, he was definitely a franchise player. He stuck it out with New York, and... <laughs> Good, good guy, man. He he uh, he took them to a lot of good places, and definitely worth worth uh, being somewhere in there. I don't. <laughs> that might be a good spot, though, right? All, all of a sudden, I pictured Eli Manning when you said that at the concession stand. Uh, Welcome to Good Burger. Can I help you? <laughs> oh. Oh, that shit just caught me off. That was freaking hilarious. Uh, food and beverage. <laughs> oh, man. But we do. We wish we wish Eli a ton of luck in the new position. It's good stuff. Uh, moving on. Oh, my God. Into the sports booth. Uh, Raiders call Nassib announces he's gay. He's a defensive end for the Raiders. Um, and I applaud this. You know, this is Pride Month. A lot of people are coming out, and I actually have the video of Carl uh, making the announcement of coming out. Um, the thing is, for me, is is this whole everybody going with the first NFL player, blah, 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 blah. And he's really not. It, it, this is a stupid-ass semantics here. Michael Sam was the first NFL player to come out as gay, except he made his announcement during the NFL draft. Then he got drafted by the Rams, and then he was on the Rams. So, technically, Michael Sam was the first openly gay player. The only reason why they're labeling Carl with this now is because he's actually in the NFL, he's on the Raiders, and he's now come out as as gay. So, it's like this BS semantics on this. So, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to show you guys a video real quick of Carl's announcement um, this week. He did it via his Instagram page. And I applaud him. I applaud him. I'm not taking anything away from him. It's going to be tough for him. Uh, but I think, to be honest, I think in this day and age of social media, I think it might be a little a little bit easier for him to be out and be gay and playing football. I hope so. I mean, I'm praying I hope so. But let's let's see this video real quick, and then me and Matt will get into the discussion of this. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate, and I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. All right, I got to thank the Guardian for that clip of Carl Nassib from his Instagram page. And look, look, and then he donates $100,000 of his own money to the Trevor Project, which is, you, you guys know, this was a man who was, you know, gay and, and committed suicide, if I'm not mistaken. But he's, you know, he's putting up that $100,000 to uh, help that organization. And Maddie, I'll let you talk on it, your thoughts, because, you know, you're doing your thing right now for the Epilepsy Foundation in New England. It's, it's always great to be able to donate to the cause. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, it's got to be tough enough to be coming out as a gay NFL player and especially in a real, honestly, men's sport of, you know, where it, it's not it's a hush hush thing. And it's probably been hush hush since the NFL's inauguration where it was probably kept under wraps and stuff like that. But good for this kid to stand up and say it you know he may not been a, have been the first one but the media pulls crazy attention like oh he's the first one but you said earlier you know he's 
not the first one in actuality, you know, yeah, you, you could go back to college football. You could go back to high school football. <clears throat> you could go. It, it, there's no such thing. So, again, good for this kid for doing what he did was right. And it, it was right in in my opinion. It's just, you know, he he needs to, you know, probably reassess because it takes a lot. And I mean, this is probably good. He did it off season so he can mentally prepare himself again because you know, it's a tough subject and it's a tough thing for probably him to deal with. So a lot of props for him for donating to that organization because it's a it's it's a very tough thing to come out to, you know. Yeah, and so, like he said, the strongest point he made in there was like he hopes there'll be a day where these type of announcements don't mean crap pretty much. You know, we want to just and that's how it should be accepted. It's, yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. Yep, so uh, we got the two more topics, and we're going to get out of here. That way you guys can tune in to see Maddie C Sports View with me with Marcel Smith, the Miami edition, um, to close out the sports booth. Uh, Shakari Richardson, America's fastest woman, she tore up the 100 meter. I think it was like 10.2 seconds. She punched her ticket. She's on her way to Tokyo. She is this generation's Flojo. If you guys remember Flojo back in the day in the 90s before Gail Devers, Flojo came in, she had the long hair, she had her nails done, and I think there was a whole issue about the fact that she had her nails done and she was running with her nails, and people were trying to say that it gave her an advantage because it cut the wind when she was running. Oh, it was all this BS stuff. They tried to slow her down, and she broke all types of world records and set all types of records at the Olympics. Well, Shikari Richardson is the next. They're saying she's about to break probably every Flojo record at the Olympics in Tokyo this summer. Um, So keep your eyes on her. And I just got to say something, too. This year in Tokyo, black women, holy Christ, between Shikari Richardson, Simone Biles, and um, Randall Cunningham's daughter does the pole vaulting. Um, at And she's like 23 years old, but they're saying that she, Randall Cunningham's daughter, is probably going to take home the gold um, in in the pole vaulting and, and track. And, um, I forget what they call it. It's not track and field. It's, it's pole vaulting and something else that she does. But uh, long jump, the long jump, I believe it is she does. So keep your eyes on her. Before, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to close out the show tonight <clears throat> with the video of Shakari Richardson winning the 100-meter um, it is an amazing, amazing sight. I, I'm a big, I don't know about you, Maddie, but I'm a big fan of the Summer Olympics. I, I love the Winter Olympics, bobsled and stuff, but the Summer Olympics, man, oh, man. And now that they've added jujitsu to to it, and then in two years, breakdancing is officially, b-boy breakdancing is officially part of the Summer Olympics. I can't wait for that. But um, your thoughts on the on the Olympics and Shikari Richardson before we get into Biden bombshells? Ten running ten point something. That's amazing. That that's untouching in a hundred meters. I that I'd be on the block. I'd be ten meters. That person would be at you know fifty meters or uh, five hundred meters. That's unbelievable. Like yeah. that. There's always been good track stars, and you know I've as you know I'm a big into sports. I like watching old stuff. You know Jesse Owens or mm-hmm. um or um. Michael, what's Michael, what's his name? The black guy. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Uh, he was dominant on the track for the longest time, and I forget his name. And then we had uh, oh Carl Lewis. That's what Carl I was Lewis. thinking about. Yes, Carl, Carl Lewis. Lewis was yes. Very fast. Yes, in the eighties. Yes, in Bolt, uh, no question. Fast. Oh, Usain Bolt is ridiculous, and I believe yeah. he's running this year. Usain Bolt, I believe, is running in the Olympics this year. So yeah, yes, I'm I'm definitely interested in that stuff. I actually, if anybody checks it out, I had a pole vaulter from Latvia on my on my show not too long ago. His name's Paul Paul Puals, and he was a pole vaulter in the Olympics. I think he finished eleventh uh, or something. But to be an Olympian, that's amazing. So, didn't the didn't the girl who um, did your thing for this foundation? Didn't she play for the U.S. Olympic hockey oh, team? Oh yes, that's right. Yes, yes, Sandra Gunn. She is. Uh, she is one of the directors and advocates in the epilepsy group. Um, check her bio out. Um, very nice person. She's very knowledgeable of all the epilepsy stuff. And she loves epilepsy awareness more than hockey. So a lot of respect for her. Yeah. So, oh, 
everybody's in there agreeing with the Michael Sam check. All right, so we're going to move on here because we're going to get ready to get out of here so you guys can get over and see uh, Manny C Sports for you and me. Biden bombshells. The Biden administration says they're going to fall short of their 4th of July vaccination goal. If you guys remember Biden, when he got in and he was in his first 100 days of office, Joe Biden said that he was going to make sure that we had 70% of the U.S. population vaccinated by July 4th. We are about a week out, and it looks like we're going to fall short by 67, 68% of people will be vaccinated. To be honest, they fell short by like 2 to 3%. I hate to say this, but that's still not a bad thing. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who bash Biden, and they're going to make it seem like this is a big deal. Um, 2 to 3%. We, they fell short. It's still a good number. People are still getting vaccinated because people still want to travel. Um, so even if we get that two to three after July 4th, that's okay because you're, you're into the summer now. Um, we've got these things right now with the cruise ships are making sure that everybody is uh, vaccinated before going on cruise ships. So we'll see. It's, it's going to be good stuff. Um, <clears throat> what I got to do here is my... Sister one, beanies, you want to check them up? What's up? Kevin Jeffries is in the chat. What's good? Host of Happy Hour with Lito, but there's a Sinister One beanies. Check them out. Um, if you guys look real carefully, you can see a couple of people wearing the beanies there. DJ Bobby Steeles, <clears throat> UFC fighter Peter Barrett, but there you go right there. Bottom left-hand corner, Maddie C, sports for you and me. Got the Sinister One. I appreciate you. And um, I had his shirt on two weeks ago. Kevin Jeffries, Viana Marie, Travis Partington, you know, all in here. Got to give you guys all props and stuff. So I want to make sure you guys tune in to Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports for you and me, drafting the circuits. And then this weekend is the date, the return of Talk Back with Gloria Shea. I will be producing that show for her live on Saturday at 11 o'clock. So you want to make sure you check her out. <clears throat> Maddie, we're going to get out of here. Tell them what you got going on real quick again before I get into this video for um, Shikari winning this 100 Sure. Uh, check out 8 o'clock on my YouTube, Maddie C Sports Review, me, uh, Marcel Smith, Miami edition. Going to be fire. Uh, look out for a couple of my videos. Uh, I got a return of a hockey enforcer and a 25-year veteran of equipment manager for a hockey club and you know i will be interviewing v marie and um check that out soon too and thank you keith for having me on the show and uh take it away my friend yeah we're gonna get ready to get out of here i want to thank everybody for tuning in the show again uh viana marie's music is available to all streaming outlets check out the new video what you know and as i said if you go on facebook you'll probably see that exclusive performance of sexy hips with her and bbm bad bitch mob and um i'm gonna show you guys this clip of shikari richardson taking home that gold and qualifying for tokyo and then what we'll do there is spongebob will take us home and you guys can jump over and check out maddie c sports for you and me with marcel smith miami edition here you go people we've got one more race left for you and it is a big one there will be three athletes going to tokyo and heading that charge is 21-year-old American, Shakari Richardson. This is somebody who is always aware of the spotlight being on her. She wants that. She needs it. The United States women have not won the Olympic gold in this event since 1996. So it's going to take somebody who is audacious and bold and brash to get the United States back on the top.
what is that? Or anything. I am an Olympian. A dream since I've been young. I'm pretty sure everybody's dream as a track athlete. So being happy is an understatement. Being excited, nervous, all of those feelings. Proud and one. I'm highly blessed and grateful. My family has kept me grounded. This year has been Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate and y'all think I'm playing. And I got a hit now for these weak assholes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing because I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. Cause I got my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's your website, enter your website, enter your website, enter your website.